Hello, Terry Ann. Hello, Eloise. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm really good. Had a little vacation, so doing very well. Though I <laughs> missed my bird. I, I went off on vacation and completely missed my little animal. So Did I'm you gonna... spend the whole time thinking about? Well, you know, every day on the beach there were a bunch of parrots. So um, I put the parrots. They put the parrots on my knees, and I took a photo of it. Maybe we should use that for the podcast. Just these two parrots. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so I saw them every day and was thinking, I want my bird to come outside with me. So he's, he's not well trained yet to come to me, he, but he loves to cuddle. Like, I just cuddle him, cuddle him, cuddle him. And, you Aww. know, kind of think, um, you know, why this massive, crazy obsession that we women have? I mean, I noticed yeah. men, men will, you know, men will become attached and they'll, they'll love their animal and be cry when the animal dies, etc. But not yeah. this kind of archetypal devouring mother. So when I, when I first got this bird, um, which is only what, two, three months ago, it's, it's just yeah. really, just, he'd been in my life not very long. And, um, you know, I was chasing him around and he was running away from me. Really, really running away. <laughs> and, I just, yeah, and I just thought, you are the archetypal devouring mother. And this animal is going, yeah, I like to be with you, but enough already, woman, right? <laughs> and, you know, I just, I just looked at it and just said, I, you know, I just want to put it in my mouth. Just like, put him in my mouth and let him live there. It's just, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I you could because he's quite small. <laughs> he is small, and I, you know, birds do. If you put, if you put them in front of you on your lip, they'll they'll go in your mouth and they'll they'll oh, pick yeah, the food so. from your teeth. They will do this. <laughs> <laughs> Better than a dentist, you know. <laughs> but it's kind of in wonderment, you know. Most of my life, um, you know, I had birds when I was a kid, and we were allergic to dogs, <laughs> etc. And now we have a dog. Well, I don't have a dog, but my sister does. And, mm. um, you know, so I, I dropped my bird off at the house. So yeah, there's this dog and bird like, just hanging out together. Um, <laughs> what kind the, of dog she got? A little pug. A little pug. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> so fascinating. They just hung out together and the bird got a little pissed with the dog I think and bit him and so we know who's <laughs> boss right we know, we know this little tiny creature is boss and yeah. since I've been home uh he's been hooked to me he's, he's now just on the table playing I think he knows I'm talking about him you might hear him in flight he's gonna fly up on my shoulder and then fly off mm. and do what he wants here he's just looking at me so he's on my yeah. finger. So he's right next to my face now and I'm rubbing my cheek on his face and I just think, here we are, these women who, you know, we go off and do things. I've got all these people I connect with around the world. And, uh, you know, for many years, just thinking that's, that's my great life, right? And then mm. as I'm aging, become quieter, staying at home a lot more and um, obsessed with animals. 
Yeah, just mm. loving animals. And uh, I just look around and go, wow, thinking about all the women who haven't had children, right? There are, yeah. you know, yeah. most fertile years, right? Or when we're really young. It sounds obscene, but, you know, 16 to to 25, basically, really good years to have babies. But, of course, we've changed so much. Women. Yeah, most people aren't having kids now until their late 20s, at least. Late 20s or the ones who don't have children and are contemplating it, they become 30, they become 35, and then they still think they have time, which, you know, time's really worn out. Um, It's so hard to hear this, but... Um, men won't necessarily be attracted to a woman who's 35, 40 years old when he's thinking of having a family. So a man can go to 40, um, but he's not necessarily going to be attracted. So your your pool of men reduces. Now, I'm not, I'm not giving any facts here, but the women who are now single and they're going into their late 40s or mid 40s, going to go into their 50s, um, you're not going to, those people are not necessarily going to attract a man who wants to create a family. So, yeah. kind of thing, oh, well, you know, you can meet somebody. Unless he who's... wants very quickly and very lucky, and we're very lucky. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, nature yeah. but wise, it's true. Yeah. Nature wise, it's a bit weird because a man who wants to have a viable child right mm. and is going to go late in life and he's ready to make a family it's still odd right that he's going to pick a 50 year old if he's 55 i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't if i no. would. you know of course there's there's so many variables in there you can meet someone you think they're great and you um you you decide you're going to have a relationship with them and let's say by chance, you have a kid, but it's not something you would count on, right? Mm. I've, I've, I've seen it, you know, there's people out there who are ambivalent about having children, even if they're married, women, they don't want to do it, but the man really wants a child. And, um, you know, they, they can't conceive. Yeah. It becomes difficult to conceive. And the woman starts to think in her 40s that, oh, yeah, now I'm ready to have a child or... You know, here's my last chance or I might lose my husband. That is that is just, you know, such a difficult reason yeah. to have a child, right? Uh, it's it's so it's so difficult to talk about this. Um because women and men who get into situations where they want a family, but they and you know you're attracted to someone you like someone um but not seeing the reality of the situation right sort of this this idea that well you know it's happened to someone else you know these anecdotal stories really don't make um for good decision making you know well so i think well you know it was um I've forgotten her name, but she conceived at 60, right? Mm. Um, I remember that 
yeah, wow, this 60-year-old woman could see it. Okay, it's possible, but you're, you're, you're talking about few and far between. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, then I mean, we know we've had a lot of women come into clinic who, in, you know, I've certainly had women in their late 40s get pregnant and they weren't planning to. <laughs> You know, it yeah, happens. But are those it is percentage so, wise for so, the healthy? I was just thinking statistically, the women who get mar- get pregnant in their late forties um, often are women who've already had children. No, or are they just first time off? Both, but yeah, both. But I'm talking about statistically. What's your experience? Oh yeah, statistically. Um. No, I've had about 50-50 out of the ones that have got pregnant, whether they've had a kid before or not. Right. Mm. 50-50. But, but one of them, it was a 20-year gap. <laughs> she had a kid with her first husband and then, da-da, second husband. <laughs> obviously needed yeah, think, a child. From what yeah. I know, it's it's way more likely. I mean, obviously you don't have a big pool to talk about you know you don't have no 10,000 yeah. women or a thousand women to to uh to work with so yeah. on my end I get most of the women who are um wait and wait and wait and wait and then the time comes and they are doing everything right from yeah we have we have a you know when there's some, yes, I, I don't really know my percentages. I just know that a lot of women got pregnant. The ones that stand out in my mind are the ones who are super ambivalent about having a kid, super, super ambivalent. And it mm. just doesn't seem to work, right? Um, if they're getting older, right? Even if they try it in vitro, et cetera. Mm. Um, if they don't have the, the, the desire right but, yeah. but you know i don't have a big pool to uh, to kind of pull from but in, in despite that naturally men are going to go for um yeah they're gonna go for a younger model well you know it's not just the youth, it's, it's not just youthfulness it's not just right? the youth it's yep. the, it is the, that factor yeah but it's also thinking that it's, you know, women often think it's younger, she's better looking. No, it's, it's natural for, uh, for the species that a man is going to want to uh, continue his progeny. So he's going to seek out the, you know, the youthful skin. He's not going to necessarily do it consciously. Some mm. men are conscious of what's going on within them. They're like, well, you know, that's the way it is. That's the way yep. it is. That's the way the, the species works. You you go for the younger, um, more uh, viable uterus, right? You want, yep. you want a little, um, you don't want it too skinny because too skinny means the baby's not going to be fed. You don't want it uh, too fat because it's just not healthy. The, the body knows that's not healthy. So you want someone mm-hmm. who's who's healthy. And that's going to be the right size with a nice, nice ample, um, you know, enough round curves on the body to say, okay, that's going to be fed. But a man's not looking around consciously doing that. There are a few men who know that's what's happening to them. So yeah. you can overcome that. Meaning I've had my family, I've had my kids, um, 
I want my uh, relationship and I want it to be a good one. Otherwise, I don't want a relationship. Right. I kind yeah. of look at my partner and many men I know out there who, uh, yeah, I'd rather not be in a relationship than have someone who's going to be difficult. Right. So mm-hmm. this, this comes to this kind of weird um, idea that, you know, we haven't, you and I and many other women haven't reproduced. Right. We yeah. didn't, we didn't make those children. So, you know, pets become that thing that we, that we focus on. Um, even if you don't, you know, you never wanted kids or whatever, our nature is to have something to love like that, to devour, really. Right. So, mm-hmm. so you can even see these women who live on their own in their 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s. And 60s. Yeah. yeah they, you know, <laughs> yeah. you get up there younger, you don't notice this much. Even even 40s, I'd say, is still, a, is still moderate. It can yeah. be moderate. Um, but as you get a little later, especially if a woman doesn't have a career to tend to, yeah. right? That, that becomes your baby, right? Especially since also women tend to choose careers like we chose. You know, we, yeah. we chose to the, the care uh, taking, you know, nurturing, healing, all that kind of thing that, that women tend to go to, right? Every, everything I've ever um, taken lesson-wise, classes or given the majority are women and we're talking about thousands of people now majority yeah yeah definitely yeah so you know this field is not necessarily filled up with men men are going to go off and do something that is going to bring home uh, a lot of money to take care of not only himself but his kids have security that kind of thing if you've noticed women they're not always thinking about that you know, yeah. women are, the, the, the economy is run by women shopping, right? Yeah. All that shopping out there is about women. It's geared towards <laughs> women. And it's not because advertising convinced women they should buy. It's because women buy. So the advertising and the, the things yeah. that are out there, oh. it's, yeah. it's all because women buy. So who's creating all that stuff? Who's, who's putting it together? Who's making sure that... That, that we're retiring. Now, of course, I'm, there's obviously the exception to the rule. Um, I'm, I'm talking generally, you can look around, see who's saving money and who's not. Now, there are plenty of women who do save money. I know them. I've met them. They're, they've been really good friends of mine that have done that, <laughs> you know, and then there's others um, who just spend it all, right? They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't put it away. It just goes, right? So, you know, it, men just tend to not buy as much. Um, they'll make their big purchases, but they'll make more money. Why? Well, they choose those professions that make more money, yeah. right? I just went to a graduation mm-hmm. ceremony of my stepson. Yeah, and, yeah. And it was so cool. Like he's in, you know, it's engineering, computer science, et cetera. So, you know, yeah. these, these are smart people, right? It's like super smart people. So they have the, the, the bachelor's group and then the, the master's group. Yeah. And it was wonderful to see women coming out of there, right? But well, I've got most of them. Science. <laughs> What's that? I've got a master's in computer science. So I know the, I know the statistics on those numbers of women. 
Right. But, and yeah. also noticing that Must they, be more now. Yeah. they were all um, Indian or mostly Indian and, yeah. um, and Arabic. And that was including the males too. So this graduate group. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah so there's always a trend. Yeah. I, it's really, you know, amazing to see who's going where, who's choosing what, right? We've been, when you think of the immigrants, I think of myself, my family is an immigrant, but I'm, I'm third generation immigrants. Yeah. So it became, there's more of um. there's so much out there. We're given so much on our plates, right? The plate arrives and it's full. If you're an immigrant, you might see the plate full, but you're going to focus on what is going to give you more because you came from a place of lack. So if I look at mm. my my cousins who are first generation born Canadians, they all kind of went into fields that were more lucrative, like law yeah. and et cetera. So um, I didn't, I, it was like, well, you know, I have choice. So, you know, I went into psychology and then came out and, well, you know, got to go around and travel and but when I look at those first generationers they were way more serious about things it was more of a focus on what they were going to do so the more we are living in a place that has so much the more choice we have um we're going to do something that um if you have choice, right? If you like something, you're definitely going to go into it. That's fine. You like math, you like computers, you go into it. It's fine. Yeah. But if you have lack and you come from a place of lack and you need to make money and succeed, you, you might just choose something that not necessarily you like, but you're going to work really hard and get there. Right. Yeah. That's my brother-in-law. He picked a field just for the money. He doesn't like it, but that's what he's doing. <laughs> right. It's ideally it's picking something that that is going to give you the money, and um, um, but you, you you just can't say that the field we're in is going to give you that much money. Like if you're if you're going to be a medical doctor, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. you can do it. You can do it, but mm. um, you know, noticing how much but I generally you look at therapists, they're generally broke. Generally, like like a a job, right? They're generally, it's like a job. Yeah, I think generally it's a job, or uh, they've got two jobs, or there's so many many variables, Um, and Mm. and also they could have a husband who's doing the earnings, so they can take all their courses and then um, yeah yeah spend that money. We meet a lot of women therapists where it's a hobby, really, and the husband is keeping them going but like there's a there's a clinic near here that I used to be in before I moved down here and I was in the reception one day waiting for one of my clients and all of the therapists were huddled around having a natter and I suddenly realized they're all talking about the fact that none of them had enough money to pay their water bill and they weren't paying that bill because they knew they couldn't be turned off and I just sat there going, oh, my word, the, the mentality of this clinic is so broke. <laughs> it's just like, right. and therapists sometimes, I was just sat there going, I have to leave this clinic. Partly, 
a few reasons. But I was just like, I'm like, wow, all of you can't afford to pay your water bill. It's that like so bizarre, right? It's weird. Yeah. Really strange. Very. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. That popped well, you know, there's one thing where you're, you know, you know, you're not super rich because you're, you know, in my case, my caring for people, there, there's some days that just go by and I go, did I just work with everybody for free? Like, that's so weird. You know, and it's, yeah. okay, do you get it? I can get into that, that kind of routine, right? Where somebody has just received a session and they're, they're writing me and they're, asking me questions and I might send them little uh, snippets of session. At the end of the day, I go, wow, all I did was this yeah. updating, right? You know, yeah. I know they don't, let's say they don't have money or whatever. They're, some people don't, they don't do that at all. It's like, I'm paying you for everything. I know the more I pay, the more I get out of it. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Fantastic. But um, wow, it's, it's just amazing if you're not living within your means because what are they spending it on yeah scary right. they're not definitely not saving it <laughs> you know if i if i go through a week where i've done you know all this free works somebody's having a hard time and they can't afford it i'm like okay well i'll do this extra work with you that's fine and um you know i make those choices uh, yeah. I know that at the end of the week, I'm going to, you know, have to take out a few things that I like from my, um, from my food basket, let's say. Yeah. But the, the, the mortgage is going to be paid. The, the electricity is going to be paid. Yeah. Uh, we don't have water bill here, but. Um, oh, okay. That's and our internet's um, going to be paid. So we've got to do yeah. that, you know. Yeah. And then take you, care of the and you scrimp on everything else. Wow, look at the top. Well, I, always, I always notice like little things creeping back in. Like this week, I managed to manifest a free bus ride because the bus broke down. And well, another bus broke down at my bus stop. So I managed to get on the other bus for free. This <laughs> is like great. And then my sunglasses broke and I took them into a shop and they just fixed them for free for me. And I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> I mean, I was just like having one of those weeks where I'm like, the universe is paying me back for little things. <laughs> yeah, it seems it, and, and that's great that you have, um, you noticed it. Yeah. Right? That's, that's something that I find uh, people don't notice. Right? Like, really? You know, yeah. the, the one that always strikes me very strongly is when I do say, okay, you know, um, I'll do your session pro bono. You can't afford it. Um, you can be the person I do pro bono for this week. So come on in, let's do it. And yeah. um, it, it's so interesting not noticing what, because they'll say, no one is there to support me. No one helps me. Nobody gives anything to me yeah uh everybody yeah. just takes 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 and it's Hello. such an interesting belief right because mm. you're sitting right there in front of someone who is working for a living you're using internet electricity um if they show up at my office it's bathroom toilet paper uh that yeah. the, the rants the whatever 
the blankets, the beds, the the beautiful um, biomat that I have. Um, oh, if, yeah. if I use different magnets and stones, I mean, there's so much going on and not noticing that you've just been given something. I know this is all about belief systems, but yeah. it's very interesting that um, you can be given something and you don't notice. So really kudos when you notice, right? Mm. You know, on this trip I just went on, um, there were oh, yeah. some, well, I'll say it, Americans there. And, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and the Americans were, you know, loud, boisterous. It's a, It was an adult only part of their the beach there's like these boisterous one there's one with kit you can go anywhere you oh, want okay. they chose yeah. the old people like all of us are like 55 and over the majority and then you get a few of these youngsters now some of them just wanted a nice calm vacation or quiet but all yeah. of a sudden come in you know a bunch of really rowdy loud girls and um yeah you hear them say uh, you know, why I'm not maltreating the staff. I'm not doing anything because I pay them for it. I thought, wow, wow, oh, wow. Yeah. You pay people yeah. so you could do whatever you want, like you money. Can, you can say whatever you want to them. And <laughs> you can yell all you want to. You can make them try to manage you and calm you down. And oh my God, they were fighting everywhere. They were fighting with the rec directors, you know, recreational Thank God, yeah. you know, it's a quiet place. So they were, they were subdued. I mean, it was just a huge night of music coming from all these rooms and people screaming uh, and yelling. And so many people complained that the next day, yeah. dead quiet, you know. And they, yeah. they, they were still there. There was like three groups of very boisterous people. Um, Hindu? <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it, it just stopped. Um, even one guy started fighting with his wife at dinner and screaming the F word. Wow. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey. It, 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 it was another... In the ground, was, kicking everyone off. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. It was another American. It's like, I can I can say and do and act and yell any way I want, and I don't have to think about anybody else around me. Now, I could be extreme because I'm Canadian. I don't know. Um, but I don't yeah. have to think of any of this. I think so. And I think that I'm a rebel, right? This is kind of the, looks like the American mentality, right? I'm the rebel, so I can do whatever I want. Uh, you got, yet yeah, Europeans, you, you Russians. And there's so many people, Canadians, all over, from all over the world, all over, Brazilians, Spanish, Mexican, everybody was there. And then this bunch of Americans and different cultures, like different cultures of Americans, but they, yeah. um, th this bunch of bunch of people just acting in in such rude ways, right? Um, yeah, difficult to tolerate because your senses are are assaulted. Like to sit down to a nice, quiet, beautiful dinner and somebody's <laughs> yelling the f words at their wife. Yeah. Thank God she, the wife diffused it in a second. She got up from the table and went and sat somewhere else and diffused it, and he just stopped. Yeah. And I, I just thought, wow, you, you, you know, okay, you can have an argument, but just keep it down, man. Keep it to yourself. We don't really need to know about your argument, do we? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, willing to share it. To share his very personal life. 
Anyway, we've gotten so off track here. We really so to talk about how women age, and they and <laughs> I'm one of them. You know, I used to make fun of women like this. You know, why are you so attached to your pet? Since I've been home, I have been hugging this pet. He's been on me now. He because I'm talking to you guys. Um, that he's he's just sitting on um on an urn that has a reflective surface and warm water in it. So he's all warmed up there. And I'm not wearing a, a, a shirt on my shoulders. I've got a t-shirt on. So he doesn't like that either because he slips off the skin. He, oh, okay. It's yeah. quite hot here, so you can't wear an over yeah. a cover-up. But uh, he loves to just snuggle into my neck. So he snuggled into my neck and slipped off. So he went onto the urn. But most of the day, (laughs) totally connected to me. I've been tickling him. Now he's just sitting here murmuring as I talk. He's just making noises. Um, Just obsessed, right? So so we don't reproduce. We become obsessed with our our pets. You know, just, Mm. I mean, you know, here I am going to try to train him to... um, to wear a harness so I could take him everywhere. Ultimately, I want to take him around. Deep them all. Okay. Um, yeah, it's so interesting because I do have my partner is extremely loving and cuddly, uh, but we work a lot, right? Yeah. You know, we, we, we do a lot of work. So all day when this, this guy sits on me, it just calms my nervous system. Totally, mm. totally calms nice. the nervous system. It's quite wonderful. And, yeah. um, you know, I wonder if that's part of it too. When you, when you don't have a connection with a man, that you don't have a relationship, and you don't have kids, and you haven't done this very natural thing. Maybe in the future we'll become unnatural, and we could do all these sci-fi things. You know, freeze oh, yeah. our eggs and and uh, yeah. have so you this can say kind have of sex with robots. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we would have quite oh, yeah. robotic kids because, you know, doing the work that we do, the healing work, I mean, what the heck happens to that egg if it's sitting frozen for years? Yeah. You know, experiencing Weird. everyone's thoughts and feelings just all by itself. Um, yeah. You know, absorbing oh, that's all That's making me so sad. You really just look at the egg and just feel really sad, right? Um, yeah. So we have all this technology, but how's that going to impact consciousness? The consciousness, mm. exactly. So we might become these very cold people, and that yeah. would just—you know—it's—it's it's a possibility, and it doesn't. In the end, doesn't really matter. Uh, it would matter for the poor uh, people who do have feelings and emotions and. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for people like us who are high sensitive, we get really yeah. sensitive about things, and that sensitivity, um, yeah, really needs something to calm it down. It, it kind of like, um, what is it called? To not Brave New World, but uh, 1984, where yeah. you know, if you you torture people so that they, um, yeah, they no longer have feelings or right and then there are a few people who do and then they beat it out of them right yeah you know we we can i think we can do that but i don't know if we can catch up to the rapidity of technology i just i just don't know if we can do you know that that's even possible 
uh, technology is going to move so fast that, you know, it, it makes the movie Terminator seem like, oh, yeah, well, of course that could happen. <laughs> Do you know yeah. the, the Matrix? Is it 20 years old this year? Oh, really? The film, the Matrix. Yeah, it's bonkers, isn't it? Um, yeah, it really does feel like it was yesterday that it, it uh, came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really fascinating. Um, fascinating what we think or not thinking would be the, the word, right? We're not, we're yeah. not actually thinking. Um, are not really, aware. Really, yeah, not aware of how, you know, the physical human attraction goes, this idea that, you know, if you're 60, it's the new 40. The, you know, if you're 40, it's the new 20. So if you're 20, you're the yeah. you're, you're a fetus. I'm in my mid-20s again. <laughs> right, which is just ridiculous. It's not true. <laughs> it's just not true. Men know, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we know. We try to act younger. We try to dress younger, you know, forever 21. Look at that. That's a whole concept of what people believe. Yeah. I can be 21 forever. No, you can't. And yes, you could operate all you want on your face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the bizarreness. I just saw that uh, Demi Moore, you know, she had really, they were talking about how she started to do plastic surgery and really was doing it well because uh... you could hardly see it, right? Yeah. And, and it's oh, true, okay. you know, she did, it, wrong. she did it really well. But I watched this uh, movie. I don't know. It's a really stupid movie. And uh, there she was. And I, 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 at first, I didn't recognize her. And then I, oh, my God, that's, that's Demi Moore. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, she, now she's done too much surgery. So she, yeah. you could say the skin kind of looks young. I suppose, technically, but all in all, you you look at the whole thing together and it's just, you look weird. Yeah. You just look like a a skeleton. You just don't look, you don't look right. Yeah. People just don't look right when they mess with themselves somehow. Even if it's just they've dyed their hair and their skin tones change so much that their hair doesn't suit their skin anymore. You can always always notice if there's something a bit off. It's weird. Yes, and it looks off. I suppose we could get used to it too, right? Yeah. But it it just amazes me that um, we're still propagating this idea that, you you know, as a woman, you can do anything. Uh, It's something that needs to be looked at, especially, you know, older women being able to help women in their 20s and kind of giving them the reality of the situation it is it's so tough there isn't an answer you know i chose my way which was okay i'm going to do this on my own i'm going to you know create my work i'm going to travel around the world blah blah do all these things and then you're in your 40s working like a dickens which is what most people do what men do you work like crazy yeah and then boom oh i'm 50 now i don't have a relationship there wasn't any time to make one and i don't have um i don't have um what is it Uh, child i don't have you know i don't have i'm not how do you even have a relationship you don't even have pets because where are you going to leave your pets i know you did 
but uh, yeah, yeah, there was no way I could have a pet. I was traveling ten months a year, eleven months a year. Yeah, having a pet was, wasn't even in consideration. Yeah, that's partly why I gave them up because I didn't have anyone to look after them anymore, and I was traveling. Right. Yeah. yeah, and you you can't nurture a relationship. Maybe if you have started your relationship in your twenties, you know these are maybes because we don't know the solution. Mm. You know, no. I kind of I kind of look back and the whole idea of being. Um, I mean that that it really nauseates me. This phrase now, the independent woman living her own life, that's such a fallacy, right? It's so fallacious and ridiculous, even the idea that we're independent or dependent. No, we, you have a relationship and you nurture that relationship because it's important, because what meaning do you have? Just sit back and have your money after? Sit back and you know, look around and say, well, I have a great apartment. Um, mm. I have no relationship everybody's running around taking care of family you're slowing down that's going to happen you start to slow down you may fall ill what if somebody falls ill what do you do then when you're uh living your life you're all alone in your house um great so pets pets are huge right we we become you know these devouring mothers so you know my my partner and I, um, we're we're working hard. Um, yeah, we're both in our late fifties. We're working really hard. Um, you know, obviously I've fallen ill, so you know we have this loving relationship we connect. But it's not like you sit around and and um, in my case, I need a little bit more attention now than he can give me, right? I can't go around demanding hugs and kisses all the time. You're <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know, we've got to work. He's, he, we went away on vacation. He's already, he's been in his office. He put his office together. I was off at my office working. Um, I yeah. actually went to the office I have outside and I was working there all day and mm-hmm. uh, came back and he was continued his work. I was, you know, started cleaning up things because he built a room downstairs so now he's moved into it oh great yeah yeah it's great gives us a little more space i can work without saying where am i going to work now can i do i go to the kitchen do i have to go into the bedroom now i can you know fix this place up so it's just for me um which is wonderful and i could still go to the office if i want to um and yeah we're both working hard like i'm i was gone he's gone but then he has calls that are late at night. I don't have that kind of thing. People don't yeah. don't call me late at night. Whereas in his work, uh, people do because they're arranging mortgages and all this kind of stuff. So, mm. so he has to go and inspect houses, et cetera, et cetera. So um, pretty amazing. So my bird has become my little obsession. Oh. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's just a short story, but I think that's, is a common story or women who actually don't uh, find a relationship. I feel super, super, super lucky. I found Jimmy like, yeah, that I set my sights. I was exactly 50 years old when I said, I want a relationship. You know, it's just, it was just dawning on me. I was just waking up from this sort of reverie that 
I'm an independent woman. I'm not going to have kids because that's going to take away from my career and everything that I'm seeking and I won't be able to help them and support them. This is the dilemma, right? This is serious. Like whoever's listening to this, it's a serious problem. It's not resolvable um, just by thinking one way. Like I won't have kids. I will have kids. I'll have kids later. It's not easy. It's really, really not easy to say you're going to build your career and it's going to continue and you're going to have money. So um, I don't know what the solution is, but it is really, really worth sitting down for yourself and seeing what you want to do and being sure that, Hey, you could hit 30 and you might not have kids. Yeah. You just might not be able to do it. Um, You might hit 40 and you won't be able to do it. These are serious considerations. Um, yeah, you could freeze your eggs, but it's serious to consider that what what child will be reproduced from that egg? Yeah. Right? What's going to happen? There are a lot of serious, serious considerations. Um, not just the brainwashing propaganda. Oh, sure, I'll just freeze my eggs and it'll, it'll be fine. Oh, I'll get in vitro and it'll be fine. No, it's serious, difficult stuff that can happen to your body, that can happen to your child. Um, huge, right? As much as we're considering, hey, I'm not going to have kids early because I need to start my career, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, most women who get into that position will be really forceful about it, uh, but they're not very forceful about anything else that's going to come later. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not investing any of their time in, in finding, well, we've done some of these podcasts on finding a person who is who has your values yeah right so you can check out that podcast you know we could do that again yeah it's well worth repeating the topics and having you know being really nice if somebody wants to come on and and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah i'd love to have a guest um so any of you listening to this and you'd like to be a guest yeah or even just you can do something simple as to um ask it a question and we'll we'll work with it and talk about it we always we always have the email address with the podcast so you can find it in the blurb and send us an email exactly well i think we've covered quite a few topics so i know we could go really deep into this but to seriously consider (laughs) You know, if I have a daughter, I, you know, I'd still just need to say that if I have a daughter, I'd seriously say, you know, find the the person that you love. This is so old fashioned, but find that person yeah. who has the same values as you, you know, study, have a child, work together to create things. And it's together you're creating family and yeah. also your, your career is just going to take longer. Now, that could be one, yeah. you know, possibility. Because you have a whole life to live. And, yeah, and start um, saving. You know, because the destruction of marriage is probably just like Nietzsche said, God is dead and you have killed him. And then it goes on to say that we're going to suffer the consequences of that. And I think the same thing for the destruction of marriage. That mm. we've destroyed marriage and I'm not everyone, but this this kind of People like me who are feminists and da da da, not, not really been given good um, tips on what to do. You know, I don't regret my life, but 
oh, it'd be so nice to be watching kids grow up, right? My own children. Yeah. It would be, oh. I, you know, today I just go, yeah, that would have been super nice. Uh, knowing mm. what we know now, none of it matters, right? Yeah, but I gotta have money. Kids don't need money. No. The more you have, the worse you off you are. They you just know? need some mud. <laughs> they need a bucket, some water, and some mud, and some love, and they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you just you, you give them a box that you ordered yeah. something from Amazon, and they're in that, right? Like, you know, with the cat. I've got so many, the same cat with the birds. The yeah, the yeah, the bird too. I've got so Is many it? toys for this bird. Tons of toys. And no, he just not wants interested. <laughs> no, he just wants to sit in the crook of my neck. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine with him. Uh, he must have been a parrot in a previous life. Oh, he's a parrot. He's just the tiniest oh, yeah. parrot. <laughs> he's a parallel with a tiny little voice. Yeah. Well, we'll sign off for today. And, yes, uh, let's sign off. Let us know what yeah. topics we could discuss together. If somebody else want to come on with us, would be great. Lots of fun. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. Great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.